events in life intersect and are shared through personal stories. My name is Benny Collins, and on this show, I invite a guest to choose three songs that have shaped their life in one way or another, and share the stories behind these songs and the meaning that they hold for them. Outside of this podcast, I work in the field of sport and performance psychology as a mental performance coach. So what that means is I support performers such as athletes, performing artists, and executives on working through any sort of mental obstacles or barriers that they're facing and to help optimize their strengths to fully realize their performance. And the one thing I've been thinking about, Lily, that I want to pass on to all of you listening is uh, kind of a current event related thing, talking about the Grammys. So the Grammys were on this past Sunday. John Batiste won Album of the Year. So shout out to him. Congrats to him for a great album. But his acceptance speech, there's something in his acceptance speech that struck me. And it was very specific and very much related to kind of the, the ethos of this podcast, I guess you can say. And what he said was that music has this ability to find its way to a person or a song has its ability to find its way to a person in moments where they need it most. And I totally agree with that. This whole podcast is about music and how it shapes our lives. And so I obviously agree with him very much in that a perfectly timed entrance of a song into a person's life can be transformative and nurturing in a pretty powerful way. And so that kind of brings us to the present day of now. My challenge to all of you listening is think about the one or two songs that have been there for you in tough moments or just have been songs that have struck you in a very powerful way and to send those songs, those one or two, to somebody that you know. And you could even put in like a little bit of a brief. So I'll give you an example of what you can say in the text. Say say something like, hey, Benny. I was just listening to one of my favorite songs and wanted to share it with you. It's helped me a lot, and I hope it lifts you up too. Just something like that, because you never know what kind of day anybody's having at any time. They could be having a not-so-great day. They could have an absolute terrible worst day, just terribly, just got some terrible news, for instance, maybe. And you never know how sending a song that means a lot to you could impact them and turn their day around, or at least help them feel cared for and nurtured. And so that's the challenge I put on to all of you out there listening. But before I introduce this week's guest, which I'm very excited about, I want to again put out the announcement that I've entered into an affiliated partnership with a great company called Mudwater. Mudwater is a coffee alternative that has all of the pros of coffee and virtually none of the cons. It has organic ingredients to improve mental and physical performance, mood swings, physical stamina, immunity, and overall health. You're probably thinking, okay, what's the catch here? This this sounds all good and all, but what did they actually put in this stuff? I will tell you. So it contains masala chai, cacao, a blend of four medicinal mushrooms such as lion's mane, cordyceps, chaga, and reishi, and then some other simple spices that you probably have in your kitchen right now like cinnamon, turmeric, and Himalayan salt. Personally, I love coffee. I still drink coffee a little bit here and there, but not near as much as what I used to. Um, I just really got sick of the super high peaks and then crashes in the middle of the day, you know, 2, 3, 4 p.m. And I still needed to get some things done. And so <clears throat> by hopping on a subscription plan with mud water has no doubt been an amazing change to my morning ritual. It's also something that I sometimes drink in the afternoon because it has a very contained amount of energy that it, that it gives you. And so it's not going to impact your sleep in the same way that coffee will, which is another reason why I like it a lot. But Outside of all of that, the organization itself, they donate to MAPS, which is the Multidisciplinary Association for Psychedelic Studies to support psychedelic-assisted psychotherapy, bleh, mouthful, for those suffering from depression, PTSD, addiction, and suicidal ideation. For me, after doing some research in their company and on top of just enjoying the product in general, it was a bit of a no-brainer to team up with them. 
If you'd like to give Mudwater a try, there's a link in the show notes of this episode that will take you directly to the website where you can place an order. Now on to this week's guest. This week, I was joined by Mr. Miles Williams. Miles is an elementary school principal in New Orleans, Louisiana. He's a mental wellness and human rights advocate. Miles is passionate about creating spaces where everyone can discover and be the best version of themselves. As a former college football player, he's familiar with the ups and downs that performers go through on a daily and weekly basis. He enjoys finding creative ways to eliminate barriers and create systems of support for individual and community healing. When he's not working, he tries to spend time reading and writing, listening to music, playing Madden, and spending quality time with his friends and family. This conversation was actually the first in-depth conversation that I've ever had with Miles, but without a doubt, I would definitely apply the term quality time to this. He and I, it was just really great to connect with him and have some natural chemistry on music and how powerful it is for both of us, the impact that it's made from start to finish, or I should say the start, our lives are not over, but it just had such a profound effect across both of our lives, and it was really fun to geek out on that with him, but... I could just keep talking on and on about him and about our conversation, but let's get to the good stuff. So without further ado, here's Miles. Miles, welcome to the show. What's up? What's up? Happy to be here. Yeah. Thank you for making some time. How you doing? All good, man. All good. Can't complain at all. Can't complain at all. How you doing? Doing all right? Yeah. Yeah. Pretty. I mean, it's it's Tuesday. It was <laughs> a day that really didn't have anything eventful go on, but sometimes that's okay. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. I feel that. I feel that. Sometimes no, not a, not event, uneventful is good. Very yeah, good. yeah. It's kind of like um, it makes you think of about a DB in football, as, as you would probably yeah. be familiar with. Where it's like yeah. if you don't hear any news about the cornerback, that cornerback is doing their job. Did something right, right? Right. Yeah. And that could be a, that can be a really boring day for for a DB, but you did something right. Yeah. No news. Right. Sometimes good news. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Awesome. Well, again, I appreciate you taking the time to be on the show. I've been looking forward to the conversation, especially after you sent me the songs. Like I listened to all, all three of these within the last couple of hours and I was just kind yeah. of like bopping in the car a little bit. So excited to excited to dig into these. Um, yeah. Well, let's jump in. Let's jump into Love Yours by J. Cole. And right. so when I what I do with this is I listen to the songs, I get a feel for them. I I think about the lyrics because traditionally I don't think about lyrics all that much in music. I'm all about the rhythm, the beats, mm-hmm. how the music makes me feel. But I try to get yeah. a little into the to the lyrics of this song. But Forest Hills Drive is where the song is from, which, mm-hmm. correct me, is this like 2017, J. Cole, or when did Forest Hills Drive come out? This was, I was in college, so probably, I think it might have been 2014. Okay, yeah, a little early. Yeah, right before. Yeah. But so what was it about this song that stuck out to you? Um, I feel like it's one of those songs that like, no matter when I listen to it, it always hits me. You know, I can listen to it on my way to work. I can listen to it uh, when I'm sad, when I'm happy. It's one of those songs that just reminds you, like kind of grounds me, you know, it reminds you that like, no matter what's going on, like you need to be content with what you got, be grateful for what you have. And realize that no matter what, you're going to be like comparison is going to be a thief of joy, you know. Mm -hmm. So at the end of the day, you have to be content and happy with what you got, because at the end of the day, uh, you can't be anybody but yourself. And you can't you don't have anything other than what you have. And it's okay to strive for things. But there's also something about um, appreciating the the things that are in your life. And once you're able to do that, uh, everything else takes care of itself. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely agree with you there. Like just flat out gratitude. 
because everybody's yeah. everybody's life is different. Everybody has their own situation, and mm-hmm. we all have you know our rough days and our good days and in the in between days. But it could always be so much worse. And there could always, always be always. things that go wrong. And I think another thing was like he was talking about how things can always be better, right? Like things can always be better too, you know. Yeah. And at the end of the day, like if you you're always going to be chasing that thing, there's nothing wrong with chasing it, but expressing gratitude to what you have, your people that you care about, the things that you truly care about, um, and, and valuing your time. I think that's a big thing for me. My, my main love language is quality time. Yeah. And I think it reminds me to like slow down a little bit and, and check in on the people I care about, check in with myself, <laughs> you know, um, yeah. which is, I think is, is most important. And then um, being able to, to just be, just, just be in a, in a, in a state or a being of, of just contentment um i think that's hard to do in, in in our society right now right like we're constantly being fed images of well the next thing that we want or the next thing the things people have or mm-hmm. the, the very surface level things and um life's much more than the surface yeah yeah because at least why i think the way i think about it is it's the people around you the people that that you love the people that love you back that's what kind of makes your life rich and, yeah. you know, the fancy car, the fancy house, like those things ex- expire. And unfortunately, yeah, exactly. I mean, now that I say that out loud, people expire as well. But yeah. people give you, I would like to think, so much more long-term gratitude and joy and love and appreciation from start to finish. And it's so much more fulfilling in a way than anything else. Yeah, no doubt about it. No doubt about it. And as a person who, who does people work, you know, like I understand the value in relationships understand the value in growth and and forgiveness and love and pain all those things you know and those things are so much more meaningful to me than um finances or the next car house you know those things will will come and go but uh relationships are forever yeah and and when you listen to this song uh, let's, let's just back up. So let's think about before you pick the song, let's say like, oh, I think I'm in the mood for Love Yours by J. Cole. So thinking about how you're feeling in that moment to when you listen to it and then how you feel after the song, what do you notice mm-hmm. within yourself as, as far as any sort of emotional changes or any sort of mental changes? Um, I think there's times where I intentionally seek the song out and I'm like, okay, yeah, how are you listening to this? And just to get me just back centered. I think when I run run into it by like happenstance, I'm always like, oh yeah, that's a good song right there. Like he was talking, right? Yeah. Um, but then after the fact, I feel like I'm always appreciative of the fact that he made that song. Like he was very intentional with what he said. He was like, like that's mainstream hip hop talking about gratitude, you know, mm-hmm. um, and love, like in the real in the real sense of the word. And so, um, I think that. It's also it's him. It's a reflection of like his his level of reflection requires you to do so too if you're really gonna listen to his music. And I really appreciate it. it's the artist that Jim, that J Cole is. I almost called him Jermaine. That J Cole is, um, but also just the the intention he puts in his words. It really means a lot to me. Yeah, yeah. It's I mean I think going along with what you said, it's one of those songs when you listen to it and you really digest and take in the lyrics. You can't just passively listen to it. You can't just no. like be no. a bystander as, as it's in the background unless you're right. like out in public somewhere. But like if you're alone in your car and this song comes on, like you're going to feel something. Yeah. 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 You got to. And I think most of the time I listen to this song, I either have my earpods or I'm in the car and it's like, 
I think especially when the when the beat originally starts, or the song originally starts, like if you're riding around town on a sunny day, it's nice, you know. Yeah. Um, but then also when you get to when he starts like really talking, you're like, okay, you know what? Yeah, I can't just be listening. To, or I, I just thought about this: if I'm not in the mood for the song, like if I'm if I'm like if I listen to, if I start listening to it and he starts talking too much truth, I might cut it off. Right. <laughs> you know, like, I might cut it off because I'm not ready for that accountability. Yet. But ultimately, right. it's one of those songs that you know. Ultimately, is, is one that I, if you want to be held accountable, hold yourself accountable to. You listen to it. That's yeah. That's the exact word I was thinking about as accountability because it's one. It's yeah. like that one of those songs that'll kind of like set you straight if mm-hmm. you need it. But then, like you said, if if you're maybe in a vulnerable state in that moment or you just can't really handle it or take it on, then you know mm-hmm. we gotta head out the back door and pick something else. Got to, got to. Yeah. Nice. And this was, so thinking about Forest Hills Drive again, the whole album, you said 2014, this is right about the time when he like took a step, right? Or was yeah, there another, yeah. or was, or was there another album before this Let me one? see. Let me see. I don't want to mess this up. That was 2014 Forest Hills Drive came out in, yeah, 2014, December 2014. Um, This was, this was the one for me. Like there's a little, there was a tape before that, mm-hmm. but for me, 2014 was the, was a classic. Like if it's not on the wall, it should be on. Yeah, it's, it's not on the wall, but it needs to be on the wall. It's gonna be. It's gonna be the next one on. That was a. That was a. That, that song I think made me realize how much I love music. Yeah. Like for real, for real. Yeah, that was it. That's a moment then, right there. So it kind of opened you up a little more. Yeah, certainly, and and I felt seen. You know, like he has so many experiences in the album that he shares. That's like, especially when you think about black manhood, where he talks about like, uh like like hyper masculinity and he talks a lot about like adolescence and what that experience is like and i was like oh snap i felt like that <laughs> you know yeah. like me and my boy me and my boys felt like that we didn't talk about it but we felt like that and like he's actually talking about this right here so what does that mean for for younger kids what does that mean for vulnerability that a conversation i can have with my friends yeah. um that i wasn't didn't think i could have before you know and so that was a really cool moment uh for me yeah, it's, it, I mean, I think in general, and I think this is probably a general consensus, music is fairly therapeutic, but I feel like this song is is almost even more so because of the content and the subject matter that he's talking about. Because it's yeah. very specific, it's very pointed. And I feel like for those that may not be comfortable getting into talking about mental health or addressing their own mental health or anything like that, this is almost like a gateway song into getting you more comfortable with just addressing and noticing what's going on within yourself. That's, a, that's, that's, just, that's just kind of what came up for me a little bit there. Yeah, just, I agree. Yeah. I think agree. Yeah. Um, but with this song, was this one that you discovered on your own when you were in college? Or did you have one of your friends, one of your teammates that introduced this to you? Uh, no, I definitely, this is probably definitely one of the songs that I listened, probably listened to the whole album like one time before. I typically, every time I get an album, I listen to it one time through all the I way. Mean, you got to, you got to. Got to listen to it straight through without any, well, anybody's opinions or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this is one of those songs that I was like, I don't know if other people are going to like this song, but this is my song right here. And yeah. it's, it's stuck, it's stuck with me since, since 2014. Yeah. That's, damn, we're getting old. That's almost 10 years ago. Almost. <laughs> almost. <laughs> That's wild. That's wild to think yeah, about. It is. Mm. Was this so? So being someone as an athlete playing football at Elon, yeah. was this? Did this ever enter your psyche as an athlete? Did was this a song that ever you used at any point? 
Uh, it might come on on the bus ride. You know, I think when when you think about like for me pregame, I listen to all kind of music, like all kind of stuff. But if I was trying to get hyped, this is the song I'm listening to. This is probably the song I'm listening to as we're riding on the bus on the way to the stadium, or maybe walking from the walking across the field to the locker room type thing. Um, just to like settle me down a little bit, you know, you get you know you get jitters, you get a little anxious get right before a game. Mm-hmm. It's one of the songs that kind of slows me down a little bit, but it still is a little upbeat, you know. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, it's got. I mean, it's got the classic hip hop drum backing beat that's been mm-hmm. used by artists since like the '90s. You know, it's thinking about like Tribe Called Quest and folks yeah. like that. So it's it just has like it's it's so. I'm not articulating well, but it very much sounds like the roots of black hip hop in the nineties. And it's like, he's mm. like, aside from the content, aside from what he's speaking to, like this song sounds like it could be from a, a totally different decade, which is a reason why I love it. Cause I, mm-hmm. I love the nineties. I love the music that came out of the nineties. Yeah. Yeah. So arguably some of the greatest music, arguably some of the greatest music yeah. came out in the nineties. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And I think that's the thing about J. Cole is like, he could, he could be in any era and be successful. Truly, like truly. any era, and he's true to who he is. Like he's true to himself, and I think that's what I really appreciate about him. He's like, or he seemed like he's true to himself. I don't know him for for sure, but he certainly right. seems like a person who's very authentically himself and does not waver from that. Yeah, I, I I would agree, and I think one reason why I believe that is because he's very calculated when it comes to his musical releases, which mm-hmm. is similar similar to people like Kendrick where like he's won a bajillion Grammys. I think he's at like 14 or something like that now, but he doesn't just like pump out an album every year just for for the sake of pumping out an album. He's very calculated and very methodical. He's someone who lives their life with intention. And I very much appreciate that. Certainly, certainly. That's something I I aspire to, you know, Um, leaving a life life of intention. And um, I think, especially when you think about J. Cole's social media presence right he he talks when he feels like he needs to be heard right he posts stuff when he feels like he needs to like put some public get some publicity out you know mm-hmm. other than that you don't know you don't know anything about his family you don't know about his kids you don't know about his wife um and I, I think that that's that's honorable you know i think it's a lot a lot to keeping your personal life private especially in this day and age and and so uh i really admire him for that and and honestly, look up to him in that regard because uh, it's not—it's not easy. No, it is not. That's—I think it's—it's it's kind of like a blessing and a curse of our generation that we have a, such a powerful social media source. Like, it can be, it can be used for—it's a double-edged sword. It can be used for good, but then it can—you can totally pay the price with it too. Totally. Totally. But but yeah, I think just thinking about the last you know few years of J. Cole as an artist. There was a time where we were hearing more about his basketball career than his music career, mm-hmm. which like mm-hmm. is a whole nother reason why I appreciate him because he's so multifaceted. Yeah, yeah. Like you can't put him in a box. And personally, I'm a person like I, I hate being put in a box. Like this, I'm so much more than mm-hmm. what you see. I'm so much more than what I do. Um, yes. And and for and Cole got a lot of criticism for, for trying to play basketball. Like and like go, trying to go play overseas and all kind of different things. And he, even when he was there, he, he didn't score like a bunch of points. He, right. played, he played well, played decent. Um, but being able to chase your dream and do something that you never, like that, that you wanted to do your whole life and you pivoted careers and then ended up going back and doing it. Like, I think that takes a lot of resilience, takes a lot of mental t- toughness and, and strength. 
<clears throat> and physical strength, you know, that's a lot of discipline. And so uh, proud of him for, for work that he put in in order to, to chase that dream and hope, hopefully inspired a lot of other people to chase their dreams too, you know, like, um, especially if they've been denied. Yeah. Like, you know, um, and so I, w- I would love to be able to talk to him and just like ask him what that experience was like. Yeah. You know? Like, how, what was it? What was that transition like? You have to really, and, and w- at what point did you commit to like, this is what I'm doing? Right. Cause, it, cause it's not a thing you can really half ass. Like, you're either in no. or you can no. just stick with what you're doing. That's it. That's it. It's, <laughs> yeah. He's, he literally and figuratively took his shot. He shot his took shot. shot. He shot his shot. <laughs> <laughs> he did. He did. He did. So, so true. So true. Cool. Well, let's let's keep cruising along. Um, cool. Let's jump into. I kind of want to end with the Stevie Wonder song, so I'm going to push us. Okay. I'm going to push us to International Players Anthem by UGK featuring right. Outcast. Right. So, so right before we, right before I click the record button, we were talking a little bit about this song. Um, yeah. This song clearly and, and obviously to you and I, it's, it's much older than, than Love Yours by J. Cole. Yeah. But can you think of the first time that you heard this song and what was kind of going on that day or what was going Man. on at that time? I could not tell you. I know I probably the first time I heard it was probably the music video, if that helps. Probably yeah. 106 in part, if I'm not mm-hmm. mistaken. And I remember just the visuals. Like I still remember the, the visuals in the church and uh, the the kilt that Andre 3000 was wearing. Yeah. Uh, iconic. Iconic, right? Um, it was iconic. I think that's all I remember from like when I initially heard it. But I know that every single time it's come on since then, I've sang a lyric, at least one. <laughs> at least, you can't, at least you one. Can't you can't not. You can't not. The opening, the opening is so smooth. It's so catchy. And it it just like, wherever, whatever state you're in, if you're here for the, after the first 30 seconds, you're going to go up here. You got, you have to, or you don't have a pulse. Right. Right. You're, you're done. You're done. (laughs) Yeah. It's great. So, um, so obviously it's been a while since you first heard this song. It's been, it's been cycled through your Spotify or whatever platform you use. I'm sure. Um, is there, can you think of a time where you intentionally play this? Because I know before we started recording, you said this is kind of like the instant no-brainer party starter type of song. But is there, yeah. can, can you think of some instances where you're like, oh, this is this is going on right now? Um, so wild story. Um, when, so I, I married my wife as a stranger and we had to pick like our top five songs we wanted to hear at our reception without knowing each other. Mm. and I chose this one, um, and she chose this one, and so when we get our reception, like, the first song that plays is this one, and before that, it was really, it was awkward, and a lot of other things were taking place, Yeah. but when that song came on, like, both of us are, like, rapping and laughing, and, like, Oof. the ice was broken, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, and so it was cool to be able to, like, it's always cool to see how people react to that song, you know, and I mm-hmm. felt like, that song in particular was special because it was one that me and my boys had always like laughed and sang in a car or like, you know, it's, it's different occasions, go to cookouts and stuff. It'll be, it'll be on everyone's having a good time. And so uh, to, to know that that song was a part of the song, was a part of my wedding. 
um, and part of like our our story uh, was special to me. That's great. Yeah, that's. Yeah. I think the, the icebreaker of a song is huge. Yeah. I, mean, I don't. I mean, and I also I can't I can't just gloss over the fact that you mentioned that you you met your wife as a stranger. I feel like I have to yeah. name and have to name that in this room. What was that experience like? <laughs> that was an insane. In six words or less, just kidding. <laughs> insane. Do not do it, kids. Don't try this at home. <laughs> no, it, it, but it was yeah, it was wild. It was yeah. Wild. What else? What else was playing at the, at the reception? So if this was one of those that got you guys going, was there any other yeah. songs that there was that sh- straight stock music that was terrible? Oh, oh that is gut wrenching to me. This was the highlight of that night. Ooh, I mean, yeah. I mean, it's understandably so because it's that good of a song. But my <laughs> my heart goes out to you for the for everything else that happened outside of this song. <laughs> <laughs> it was rough. It was tough. It was tough. But we we persevered. I'm glad we got to listen to this. Yeah. Wow. That's great. Yeah. For for me, this is this is one of those songs that I remember listening to before basketball games. And like getting mm-hmm. getting me going, like I'm maybe I'm stretching out, I'm tying my shoes, you mm-hmm. know, pulling up the shorts, whatever it is. But I'm just, mm, <laughs> mm, mm. yeah. And the thing is, like, I, one of the things I remember. Oh, I, I thought about this. One thing I remember about the song is me and my boys used to try to like have a competition about who could remember the most words, like straight. So and hard. so hard. It's hard. It's hard. It's hard. But the real ones, the real ones, can get at least to uh when the beat drops i think i'm like 90 percent there i'm probably like 88 percent. yeah yeah I'm, I'm probably right around there it's been a while since i've like intentionally tried to get it yeah but i'll, I'll, I'll do that later that's my homework for yeah. later i'm curious there you go there you curious. go yeah Oof. was there any so i think for me this song put UGK kind of on the map because I was for the longest time a lover of Outcast. I still love Outcast. Like mm-hmm. to me, those guys could do no wrong because they're so individualistic and unique. There's no one like Andre yeah. 3000. The, the guy wears a kilt in a music video as a black man. Like <laughs> he can be anything he wants and he's always going to be like this shining unicorn of a human being as far as I'm concerned. But um, were there any other songs by UGK that, that you're familiar with or anything else from them as an artist that have stuck out to you? Or is this kind of like kind of like a one-hit wonder for you i mean honestly i'm a i I love three stacks like yeah i think like he's underrated as a as an artist in my opinion um every song that he's featured on he kills Mm um i'm thinking about like a couple of songs from frank what because a frank ocean song i'm thinking about the drake song right now on top of my head i can't think of the title off my top but just thinking about how he Mm -hmm. uses wordplay he's so smooth with it um, I think the kids like these days probably don't appreciate him like like we did at all. I, I agree. He's he's so clever. He's so clever. Clever, clever, so smart, dude. So smart. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I would say that. And then UGK, I haven't, I really I listen to them like I listen to Atlanta rap, like in comparison to all other places, probably the least. That's yeah. not true. I listen to Houston, like Texas at least less than like Pimp C and Bondi, but sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Andre two thousand, no, no doubt, all day, every day. Yeah, yeah, it's it's automatic. Um, mm-hmm. One thing that I was thinking about 
as we're talking here is that in, in previous conversations and episodes, I, I asked folks about their own musical history and I realized I haven't even, even brought it up yet. So what about you? Have you always been into music or like, oh, tell yeah. me, tell me the Miles Williams origin story of music. <laughs> all right. So it all started in September 1st, 1993, when my parents named me Miles. I was okay. named after Miles Davis. Miles Davis hey. is a jazz musician. And Honestly, since that day, I mean, I don't remember to that day, but ever since I can remember, I loved music. Like, I don't care what it is. It's, it could be country music, it could be gospel, it can be rap, it could be R&B, uh, a little rock, heavy metal. It gets you going every now and then, you know? Mm-hmm. But, like, music, music keeps me going, keeps me alive. Like, there's never a moment where music's not, like, literally, literally when, right before we got on here, yeah. I turn the music off, you know? Right. Or, um either something's playing in my headphones like something's always something's always going um and i think that it has such a powerful way of affecting your mood or grounding you or uh turning you up turning you down reminding you of certain people or places or things that you've done um in a way that no, like nothing else really can and um i've always wanted to be able to make music and couldn't and so I, I don't have a, never, ever, ever really tried, to be honest. But I think that music allows you to, it allows you to connect with people in ways that, that you don't expect. Like, like if, I, if I see a J. Cole fan, like you're a real J. Cole fan, I, mm-hmm. I appreciate you. Like, I don't know, like I, I know that you're a good person. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, yeah. yeah, you know, or like you're like my kind of person, you know? If you, if you listen to Stevie Wonder, like I can connect with you, you know? Um, you listen to Earth, Wind, and Fire. Like I don't care if, what place you're from, where you live. Yes, like we connect, you Straight know. Up. And and that's and and food. I think food and music are the only two things that can connect people like that. I agree. I agree. That's it. And it's special, man. And I, I, I think one of the greatest questions you can ask somebody is like, "Hey, what do you listen to right now? Like, yeah. what's what's one of your favorite songs? Right? Yeah. Because you 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 learn so much about the person. You do." And, and I think it's unexpected. It, totally. And, and I think if, if you ask that question and, and even open it up and say, like, what are the f- last five songs, last five artists you listen to? You get so much more information about like where they've where they've mentally and emotionally been in the last couple of days, because like it could be yeah. going from like J. Cole to Barbara Streisand to Elton John to Simon and Garfunkel. It could be anywhere. Anywhere. And, and like you said, you just get to know somebody and connect with them. And I, mm-hmm. I totally agree with you. Like, there's no richer experience in human connection than that. And, and food, obviously. Yeah. And food, yeah. And I, I think, too, though, like, there's so many assumptions you can make about people all the time. There's assumptions you can make about people based on the mu- music that they listen to. But even if you don't listen to the music that they listen to and you listen to their music, you have a greater appreciation for them. Totally. Always. I, I've never had experience that hasn't, that hasn't been true. Like, if you ask them what they're listening to or what they listen to and it's something you've never heard, you know, like, why do you like this song? Or why do you like listening to this? Mm-hmm. It's always a fruitful experience. Yeah. Yeah. It's nothing like it. But, but you said you've never, so you've never played any music. You've never tried to make any music. Did you, did you not play any instruments growing up? I didn't play any instruments growing up. I tried to pick up the guitar, the ladies in college. And of course. I played like three, I could play three song, strong uh, songs mm-hmm. for like short enough that, or for long enough that it seemed like I knew what I was doing, yeah. but short enough to that it was like a tease, you know what I'm saying? Right. Um, couldn't read music, saved my life. 
probably if I pick up a guitar right now, couldn't do anything. Yeah. But I, I, I did, I did get into DJing a little bit over uh, when we originally quarantined. Nice. It's tough. It's hard to do. And so I stopped, but I want, I do want to pick it back up because I think that, there, that, that there's so much music that I listen to or so many different songs I want to try to play with. Yeah. I want to learn how to do it. Just, just to have it as a, as a tool. Um, I think when life slows down a little bit, I'll try to yeah. try to get back into it. Yeah. I think, I think at home hobbies like that are, are like, they're so nurturing and so good. So, mm-hmm. so good. And I think like for someone like you who listens to a lot of different types of music and different genres, you have yeah. probably a pretty impressive repository of musical knowledge rattling around in your head that you could put on yeah. some decks and just yeah. like see what you come up with. See what I come up with. So I, you know what? You, you inspire me to, 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 to pull the, t- the turntable out uh, by the end of the week. That's what I'm yeah. going to do. Yeah. Get Why not? Free 30 minutes here and there. Just try it out. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. That's great. And I, I love that you mentioned that from day one, even though you don't remember it, music was always there. It's always, <laughs> always inside there. of us. Always. Yeah. Always. Yeah. It's, I think music, music, I, whatever people believe in, if it's God, if it's some other being, if it's nothing, mm-hmm. I, I, I would like to believe that most people like feel their spirit or feel their, feel their soul when they listen to music. Yeah. Got to. I agree. I agree. Like no, really like no matter your circumstances, like, Mm-mm. like m- music makes you feel things. And, and like, that could be, it could be bad. It could be like turned off. Like, I hate this song. I don't want to hear it, but like it altered you in some way. Yeah. So it's yeah. powerful. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Like imagine going to an NBA basketball game and no music being played. That'd be bizarre boring, boring. Over, overhear a lot of weird conversations definitely 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 you, you'd notice you, be, you become so much more socially aware i would imagine yeah and think about it, it's like life period without music i don't want to think about it because it's super sad <laughs> it's, gonna make, it's gonna make me cry when we're thinking about that <laughs> yeah we can't do that today, we can't yeah, do that today. too much that's too much heartbreak too much heartbreak yeah, not, not on tuesday, not on no, tuesday. no no um well, thinking about music on on your way to school as an elementary school principal, do you have like are, are any of these songs ones that you you know maybe intentionally put on on the way to school to get ready for work, or do you have songs that you're like, all right, this is this is the song that I play at the third stoplight when I'm going to the battery <laughs> on the way to the school or whatever it is. Uh, uh, on the way to school, I'm listening to some reckless stuff, just something that's like <laughs> turning me up, like. Complete opposite <laughs> of what people would think I'm listening to on the way to school. Right. You know, like, and, and the thing is, I get there pretty early. So, it'll, like, before most people get there. So, I have the windows down. I'm blasting it, you know, yeah. just cursing left and right. Just terrible music uh, <laughs> for kids to listen to. Um, and then when I when I get out the car, I put my AirPods in. I'm blasting music until somebody speaks to me. So, um, yeah. So, I'm going for the first 30 minutes. I'm, it's, we're turned up. Yeah. Got to, got to be, got to be, got to be able to match kids' energy, yeah. um, and just get you start off the right on the right foot. Uh, I'm trying to remember what I was listening to today. I can't think of it at the moment, but um, it was it was something ratchet. I ain't gonna <laughs> <talk to> ratchet. <laughs> There's nothing like some ratchet music to get ready for some four year olds. Yeah, got to. <laughs> That's so funny. Who, if you can't think of who it was this morning, can you name a couple of people that you've been pretty into and turned on by these last just a few days or over the weekend 
Uh, I listen to a lot of Dreamville. So I listen to a lot of Earth Gang. Um, Earth Gang, J. Cole. They're not really ratchet, but I'm trying to think. Oh, I listen to Love, listen to Moneybag, yo. Mm. Listen to some Jeezy in the morning. Get you right every time. Jeezy. Wow. Jeezy. Got listen to some Wayne every once in a while. Get you right. Especially in Louisiana. Um, man, I listen to a lot of stuff. Uh, man, I listen to Meg the Stallion. Meg the Stallion gets you right. She's every great. now and then. Yeah, every now and then. Um, yeah, it really, it really just depends on the, mo- the moment. Yeah, yeah. And then fortunately, I mean, with I'm, so I'm a Spotify user. Fortunately, with Spotify, they just spoon feed you music. They, they make just it feed so you, easy. feed you. Like, and, that, and honestly, that's what started me started getting started getting me into DJing was like, like there's so much good music out here. I want to be intentional with what I with what I choose. Yeah, because it's always coming to me. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, in a world with, with music, it's hard to be picky, but it's something you kind of got to be picky about if you want to find, I mean, you know, thinking about DJs as artists, you want to find a, a right feel and vibe for what you're trying to convey in the music. If it's going to be yeah. like a slow build with like certain crescendos, like, you know, peaks and valleys along the way, or if it's just going to be a slow climb, like it's, it's so planned out. It's, it's a game plan. It's, yeah. it's all there. It is. It is. Yeah. Hmm. okay well let's let's keep cruising on i've been looking forward to to talking about this next song oh snap which is ribbon in the sky by stevie wonder so stevie wonder for for all of you out there that don't know who stevie Wonder, (laughs) i'm just kidding stevie (laughs) what how did you land on ribbon in the sky because because stevie wonder stevie wonder is a human being we will never see the likes of again never and his list of music is endless and some of the best that's ever been written and played. So what landed you on Ribbon in the Sky? I remember listening to it on a cassette tape with my dad in his office when I was like four years old, three or four years old. I don't know if he remembers this, but we were sitting in his office and I remember flipping the cassette tape over and putting it in and this song came on. And I remember this, the beginning of it I just like love the piano and I didn't know what the song was about, but I could picture a ribbon in the sky. I just kept picturing this ribbon in the sky. Right? And then fast forward to like middle school, I'm still listening to this song, high school, had a little girlfriend, thought I was like doing something, played this song for and she liked it. Uh, and then I got a chance to see him in Madison Square Garden um this is probably 2015 mm. and when he sang this song like I, I i felt it like emotionally like it just felt like a, just, i'm just getting goosebumps like right a, now it felt like a cleansing dude i don't know Ooh. i don't know what it is about that song in particular but it does it for me every time every time i think he just sings so beautifully in it the lyrics are nice the piano is really good it's just a really like good song yeah, and Stevie's so impressive because he can he can play these beautiful songs like this that are so touching and magnificent, and then he can have you know like the sixties and seventies versions of bangers like Superstition and like get you moving, which is, mm-hmm. which is so yeah. great, like so much. Like range. you can't you can't sit still Mm-mm. if you listen to his song. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, but that's I, I'm I'm glad that you I appreciate you bringing up the story about you and your dad listening to that song. What, what did your dad do for work? What's what's his office like? He works in sales. So he's, okay. he's the officer. 
Okay, so we got ourselves a typewriter. We got a, a weird, well, not a typewriter. <laughs> so I got like a big old bo- boxy. <laughs> big IBM. old box. Yeah, the fat back monitor on it. Um, mm-hmm. had, what other music did your dad introduce you to? Because this is like, this is a moment right here. Yeah. I would say a lot of my music I got from my dad. Um, he put me on Tribe Called Quest. He loved Tribe. Mm. He put me on Tribe, um, put my Eric B and Rakim. Common, most deaf, uh, basically all hip hop. To be real, he really did. Um, and like, I think the cool thing now is we bond over J Cole. That's tight. Always, yeah. Like anytime some J Cole drops something, like we're sharing it with each other. Uh, yeah, that's pretty cool. That's special. Yeah. Like how I many? Thought, like, First time I ever, I ever said that out loud. Yeah. How many people could say that with their parents that they're like excited to share with their child <laughs> or their parent that new track that came out from an artist? Like that's so rare. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. That's special. Yeah. That's special. Hmm. Hmm. What about him? As far as, because you said he, it sounds like he's a pretty big music person himself, if he got you yeah. into, into music. So can you tell me a little bit about what his background is with music? Yeah, so before I was born, or maybe a little after I was born, he played saxophone. Nice. Um, and so with musically, well, he was talented. Um, was a big Miles Davis fan. And him and my mom were big Miles Davis fans. And um I always, I always, now that I think about it, he always has music playing too, like always. Um, very R&B, soul, hip-hop kind of guy. So like Lauren Hill, Erica Badu, Indy Ari, Anthony Hamilton. Um, yeah, those are the vibes most of the time when I'm, when I'm around him. And so I think I've, I've, I've definitely absorbed some of that. Yeah, I mean, genetics are a funny thing. Nuts, nuts. Yeah, that's, I feel like, we always, I mean, maybe not always, but a lot of folks, including myself, always talk about how like, we don't want to end up like our parents or we don't want to do what our parents are doing or say those things. But like, try as we try as we might, try as hard as we can, there's always little tendencies and behaviors that come up. Always, always, always. I sound, and now I'm, I'm upset because working with kids, I sound like him. So uh-huh. I'll say something and I'll catch myself and I'll be like, oh my gosh, I sound like Jonathan. Like that's, that's the first thing I'm like, I'm like, oh my gosh, I sound like him. Um, can, you, can you name an example? Uh, like I think if I get frustrated or agitated, I sound like him a lot. Like my tone is very frustrated. So I'll be like, like if say kids run, no, nah, kids run down the hallway to frustrate me. Um, if this, this kid just does something that doesn't make any sense. I'll be like, why would you do that? Why would you do that? And my dad would say it that exact way. <laughs> That exact same way with the same facial expression, and everything. Yeah. Uh, why? Why? Yeah. <laughs> so confused. You're, you're perplexed as, as yeah. to this decision making. Yeah. This when, child. Whenever he, whenever he does, whenever. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's it. That's definitely <laughs> my dad. <laughs> he sounds analytical. Is he an analytical person? I would say so. Yeah. Yeah. Smart dude. Yeah. Nice. Hmm. Well, back to ribbon in the sky. When are there moments or times where you seek this song out? We're like, I gotta, I gotta get me juiced up by Ribbon in the Sky. 
or or oh. or or along with that are there times where you you go to this song because you feel like you need to cry because i have my songs for that ah hmm. uh, i wouldn't call it a crying song it's more like a I got the sunroof down at night driving through the city, you know, and I, I'm not trying to, I'm just cruising, you know, um, this is like, a yeah, that's one of those songs, a cruising, a cruise song for me, or like, uh, Hey, I need to focus on my schoolwork. Let me just like put a song on this, not going to turn me up or turn me down, but just, yeah be still yeah yeah it's songs like that like th those are the songs that have been around in our lives for the longest time and they're they're i find them very comforting because like you said they don't they don't really like make you super feeling up or or down but they're just it's just like a comforting background noise that just makes you feel a little bit more at ease i guess certainly and it's one of those songs that i can listen to while reading I think sometimes when you when I'm reading, it's hard to listen to certain music because mm -hmm. like the lyrics will get you or a beat will get you. Yeah. With one of those songs, it's just like consistent. Yeah, I agree. I, I have a hard time with that too. My focus goes out the window as soon as like the music on. It's just like, like I gotta like forget what I'm doing. Like I even I've been I've even, I've even been at like social outings where I'm have like mid conversation with someone and the the song catches me or is like so good that I stop myself yeah. from talking mid sentence and mid -sentence. then I have to like I have to like remind myself that I'm talking to another person. It's just yeah. it's, it's intense. Certainly, certainly. I feel like if if that, if that hasn't happened to you, you don't like music for real. Yeah, yeah, or or maybe it just does. You haven't like let it in, let it yeah move. Yeah, it hasn't hit you yet. Yeah. Or, or you're think, sometimes thinking too much. You're too much in your head about like whether it's good or not objectively. Like, oh, like this, I don't like, I don't like songs that are five, four time. I don't like polyrhythms. That is like, I don't, I want something simple. It's just like, okay, like we can take, we can take the, the lizard brain out for a second and maybe just sit here and enjoy the way that it makes you feel. But yeah, yeah everybody yeah. digests it differently. I agree. Yeah. But with this song, this is, it's a very comforting song. Is it one you've shared with other people before or like introduced or you've played it for someone to help them feel a little more regulated like you do for yourself? I don't think I've played it with that intention. I've definitely played it as like, hey, you need to listen to this song or like, this is a good song, you know? Like a, or like a litmus test, right? Like uh, I remember yeah. in college, in college I would play this song and if the person wasn't feeling it. I'm like, mm, I don't know if I'm feeling you. You know, <laughs> like, you know, you're like you're you're dissing this song. Mm, we might not be compatible. Yeah, that type of thing. Yeah, I'm just I'm, I'm just imagining you in like the middle of a key and peel skit where you're playing this song, and the other person's like, you know what? It's not really for me. You're like, you know what? It's actually I actually gotta I gotta go. I got um I got another thing to get to. But it's been great seeing you. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, but I but I I agree. I think like. That's another fun thing about music is like you can use it to identify the people in your life you want to spend time with mm -hmm. and, and then sharing yep. and then sharing too. Like I, I feel yeah. like for the longest time I have someone who's, who shared like when songs move me, I'm like, I gotta get my people to get this song and feel it the way yeah. that I have. Cause it is profound. It is, it is a T-Rex. It is powerful. Certainly. Certainly. Yeah. And the people who share music with me are special people. 
like I appreciate you so much if you share if you share a song with me. It's I mean it's a love language and for for some. Mm-hmm. Oof, I didn't I didn't think this podcast was gonna go this direction, but here we are. Man. Here we are. We're here. <laughs> I love it. We're here. I love it. Well, I wanted I wanted to leave a little bit of time at the end because you threw on a little bonus. You threw on <laughs> and you made it you made it seem so small. I don't know how you how you think you could just get away with this by putting in parentheses bonus Drake's whole catalog. So <laughs> I'm gonna stop talking and I'm gonna ask for you to talk a little bit about Drake. <laughs> oh, Drake is the arguably the greatest artist that I have ever of that was born, no, that came out after I was born. Yeah, I would say that. He's arguably the greatest artist that came out after I was born, and I don't know if there's ever going to be an artist that's, that does it the way that he's done it ever again. Like, I like rapper, I wouldn't say he's the best rapper. Entertainer, I wouldn't say he's the best entertainer. He is, he's perfected his, what he does though. He's good at it, and he and he knows he's good at it, and he always gets better, in my opinion. Yeah, um, yeah, and he got and he's got a mood. He's got a song for every mood. He does. He can he can turn you up. He can turn you down. He can make you dance. He can make you do whatever. He can make you cry. He definitely make you cry. Make I you mean, feel. Make you call you. Make you call your girl up real quick. You know. Mm-hmm. He can yeah. do it. Like, and the thing is, like he he's done it for over 10 years oh yeah well over 10 years i mean well over 10 years i think so far gone came out in like 2008 or something oh eight oh nine one of the yeah Yeah. back when back when we had the lakers and the celtics in the finals is that long yes 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 (laughs) but but you're right you're right he's very multifaceted i mean he started out as an actor and so like you know there's like a level of awareness in him as far as his social skills interpersonal relationship skills but But yeah, I think, you know, you behind you, you have a picture of the album cover to take care for me. Yeah. For for me, that that's like a, I think, I think as far as complete albums go, that might be like a top five for me. It might be like four or five. Yeah. Probably about there, but like, it's, Mm -hmm. it covers the full range and is so unique. What's so unique. What's, what's a couple of your favorite songs off that, off that album. True love. I was about to put that on one of. I was about to mm. put that on the uh, on the thing. Anytime that song comes on, it's getting sung. Yeah. So, weekend part and Drake's part, it's getting sung all the way through. Yeah. Um, man, I'm having a hard what? time thinking of titles now that I've asked that question. Like I don't even know. If, yeah, I was, I mean, I was doing the same thing for a second. Yeah, um, there's a lot of songs, but I'm. I just like. There isn't a Drake song that I listen to that I'm like, he's terrible. Right. Like maybe, maybe he didn't do his best there. Maybe he forced it. Okay. Yeah. Maybe he forced it. Cool. But he's been on the, he has been on the billboard charts, hot 100 for like years straight. Yeah. Maybe a decade almost years. Mm -hmm. I know it's years for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like, I don't, out of the consistent albums that he's put out in the last however many years, I don't, 
I don't know how he could possibly drop out of the, the top 100 of songs that are playing. Never. And then if you think about songs that he's featuring on, I don't know if you can include those songs, but like, he's, he's everywhere. He's everywhere. Everywhere. And the Drake effect is real. Like, you, you put Drake on your song, you're blowing up. Mm-hmm. You're blowing up. And, and I think the thing I appreciate about Drake too is he's worked with all the legends. Like, he's, he's done it with, with Kanye, Mm-hmm. Jay-Z, Beyonce, Stevie Wonder, Rihanna. Travis Scott, Rihanna, J. Cole, Kendrick. Uh, he's done a song with Michael Jackson. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, like the list goes on. And that's special. That's special. Yeah. Um, I don't know many other people who. Miguel, Weekend. Like, yeah. there's not many people that that will be able to say that they have that many songs. Future, Lil mm. Baby. <laughs> like, you know, there's like so many different people. Yeah. In um, such Justin a range of time. Bieber. Yeah. Right. Bieber too. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm thinking about the time. So like, you know, like we said before, So Far Gone was about 2008, 2009. From like, let's say just, let's just say 2010. From 2010 to now is about 12 years. And you listed like 15 people just now that kind of dominated those 15 years or those dominated you know, those 12 years or whatever it is. Dominated. So, yeah, like it. W- I don't know what, if I said Wayne, Wayne, Nicki Minaj, Nicki Minaj, yeah, yeah, Rick, Rick Ross, Meek Mill. Like it just doesn't stop. <laughs> it's just it's like it enough is stop. enough. Yeah, yeah. It it kind of reminds me about um, all of the lights by Kanye when he had Elton John feature on that song for the chorus. When I found that out, it blew my mind. I did not know that. Yeah, yeah, Elton John. If you you listen to it, you can hear like his, I mean, he's getting up there in in years. You can kind of hear that older, mature, kind of gravelly man voice in the back with Rihanna, like alongside banging out that chorus. It's there. Hmm. Yeah, my my sister told me that a couple years ago. I was like, no, he's not. You're lying. (laughs) But it's... Yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah, oh. yeah. Like he, he, he just he. And in my mind, Drake doesn't miss. And he, he easily could have been all three of my songs, but I felt like that wasn't gonna be fair. So I, just, I stretched, I, I pushed myself a little bit to pick three songs that I knew touched me in different ways. You know. Yeah, that's and I appreciate that because I think that definitely builds on the conversation, different stories, different, yeah. def- definitely different time periods in your life. And thinking about Ribbon in the Sky, like incorporated your father in your relationship mm-hmm. with him early on. Like we, we wouldn't have mm-hmm. gotten there probably if it was if it was Aubrey Graham front to back. Definitely wouldn't. It would be me and my sister, me and my boys. That's it. <laughs> right. Which love them too. Love them too. <laughs> yeah. But but different. Yeah. Yeah, and I, and I think and the thing is Drake. Drake has been one of those artists that like me and my closest friends or people I'm closest to in my life have always bonded over. So like my college roommates, my high school friends, my sister, we've been to every single Drake tour together. Wow. Um, yeah. Yeah. And so like, that's like a, it's like a thing. Um, yeah. It's a thing. That's amazing. It's such a bonding moment for you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like, as soon as the album comes out, we know the album's about to drop, listen to it together. And then we blast it nonstop. She'll call me on Face. She'll call me on Facetime or something, and be like, "You heard this song? You heard when he said, whatever, whatever." And then we're like, "As soon as the tour dates drop, we're going. As soon as they, we'll pick a city and we're going." 
you know? And so that's been, that's been, that's been special. Yeah. That is so great. Like it's another instance of, of music connecting and having a shared thing for people to bond over and build a relationship. Yeah. 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 Mm. yeah that's transformative. Yeah. That's great. Are there, are there any, because I've been, I've been a little out of touch, which I'm afraid to admit. I've been a little out of touch with Drake in the last like year, but yeah. what, what from him lately has, has your ears perked up? Mm. He's got a couple, couple jams on the, um, on Certified Lover Boy. I think a couple of songs on there, um, a couple of songs on there didn't, didn't get the love that I felt like they should, like, Race My Mind is a song on, his, on that album that, like, I don't think they play on the radio for real. Okay. But I like his song a lot. Um, so the song was to Daddy's Home's on there. I like that song. Mm. They don't play on the radio that much. What, why do you yeah. think that is? Why do you think that is? Mm. I don't know. I don't know. Also, I don't listen to the radio that much, so I don't know if, <laughs> if it's on the radio or not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I don't think it is. I don't think it is. Um, yeah, I didn't hear a lot of people talking about it, but like my, my friends who like really listen to Drake, those songs they listen to. Yeah, with me. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's deep cuts. Like you can't deep cuts. you can't have a complete album without a couple of deep cuts. No, it's the no. whole point. That's great. Yeah. Oof. Well, uh, yeah. I mean. We could have had a whole other episode, I feel like, about Drake. Yeah, oh, no, no doubt about it. If you ever need to have a Drake episode, I'll, I'll join. Okay. I'm not going to call Drake for the Drake episode. I'll call you instead. Okay. Uh, <laughs> how about how about add both of us just, just, for, just to be safe? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just Actually, I'll call him in just to back him up because, yeah, yeah or just to back you just to back you up, I should say. He'll back you up okay. on, on the Drake episode. Cool, 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 cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, but... But great. Now this is this has been great. I appreciate you being on the show, taking the time, talking to the stories, talking about the people that have been in in your life for these songs, the memories. Like I, this is why I do it. It's hearing like the rich stories and hearing the way that music moves people because it sure as hell does that to me, which is great. But I always like to close it out with one thing, which is just kind of a free space for you to plug or talk about anything you want to highlight in, in your life. So. Is there any words of wisdom that you want to drop to people that are listening or anything that you want to mention that should have a little more attention on it because it matters to you? Oh, wow. Um, I, you know, I feel like I always could get on a soapbox, but today I don't really have anything in particular other than the fact that I think um, it's so important to three things, three things, be safe, whatever that means for you, be kind and be intentional. Those are three things that if you do those three, like all three of those things are controllable. You don't, it's no matter what your, like uh, what race you are, what gender, sexual orientation, socioeconomic status, you can do those three things. And I think once you do those three things, like you'll live a fulfilling life, not a life of, of free of, of pain or sorrow or adversity. Um, but I think if you're safe, kind, and intentional, like you can you can go really far. And so um, that's what I'm trying to ground myself in, and you know, ultimately drown my staff and students in. Um, 
but hopefully touch somebody else too. Uh, because I think that if we able to do those three things, man, we'll be in a much better place. Uh, when 20 years from now, when I come back on this podcast and, and talk about uh, more Drake and hopefully right. throwbacks to Stevie Wonder as well. Totally. I mean, realistically, I'd, I would be surprised if Drake is not making music at that time, 20 years from now, but you never yeah. know. You never know. Yeah. But, I, but I think those three things you mentioned are are perfect. And I think they also make, they make me think about just going full circle in the episode. They make me think about Love Yours by J. Cole and talking about gratitude. Because I feel like if we're, if we're being safe and that, like you said, it could mean anything for anybody, but if you're allowing and giving yourself safety and the people around you safety, you're being kind and being intentional, I feel like there can't not be some sort of natural manifestation of gratitude coming from out of those things. Certainly. So yeah, that's great. Well said. Thanks, man. Yeah. Appreciate but yeah, again, thank you. Hope you have a good rest of your Tuesday. I hope you listen to some great jams on the way to school tomorrow. Hope people look at you sideways. Like who the hell is this guy? But, <laughs> but yeah, thank you again. Well, you, whatever ratchetness I, I listen to in the morning, I'm going to send it your way. Please, please do. Cause oh, I need that I kind of you. energy. Sometimes I'm, sometimes <laughs> I'm coming up flat and I don't like it. I don't like it. I got you. I got All you. right. I appreciate I got it. You. Cool. No problem, man. Thanks for, thanks for your time. Thank you. Take care. Peace.